0: You're listening to the Winged Octopus Podcast, brought to you by Howie's Hockey Tape.
1: What's up and welcome to another episode of Winged Octopus. This is Tyler here alongside Greg. We're a little thin tonight, but we're going to get through it. Greg, how are you doing tonight in Michigan?
0: Oh, man, I don't know. It's kind of
1: cold outside. It snowed a couple days this week. I'm doing all right. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. It's hockey season, though, so you got to be doing good. We have enough to get into in a short period of time. So, um, Greg, I, I just want you to shout out our sponsor, please.
0: Yeah, we're going to go ahead with an our, our, uh, advertisement from our sponsor, Howie's Hockey Tape. Howie's Hockey Tape is a Michigan product from Grand Rapids that now sells to each NHL team, including our very own Detroit Red Wings. Howie's also sells to the NCAA, the AHL, and the OHL. Anything you need for the locker room, Howie's has. Give them a follow on Instagram at Howie's Hockey Tape and go check out their website, Howie'sHockeyTape.com, or .ca for Canadian listeners. Another reason why you need to check out Howie's is that when you use the promo code WINGEDO, you'll get a 10% discount. Show some love for Michigan Company, and check out Howie's Hockey Tape today.
1: Big coupons, bitch. So,
0: uh, so uh, we've got a few topics to talk about tonight, and I think the the one that's on top uh, of our minds that is probably going to be the most important coming up is the Red Wings' homestand. Eight out of their 10... Uh, easiest way to say it's eight out of the next ten games are home games, um, which home games are generally the most important. So Tyler, I will let you give your take on the homestand coming up.
1: Yeah, this this homestand is really important for the Red Wings. You know whether they're going to, uh, for lack of a better term, whether they're going to sink or swim if they're if they're going to make the playoffs or if they're you know they're not going to make the playoffs. Um, you know, the games I look to, there's, there's two of them that are, that are two big games here. Obviously, all of them are, are big games. Um, but if there's two that stick out more than anything, it's uh, the, the game on Saturday after Thanksgiving, actually the day of the, the Michigan-Ohio State game. So uh, that's against the New Jersey Devils. And then the following Tuesday against the LA Kings, you know, those are two big games, especially Jersey's been playing real good. And uh, LA obviously is one of the best teams in the Western Conference. Um, But then you also have Connor McDavid skating into Hockey Town on the 22nd of November. And then tomorrow is obviously another team that, that, that I personally think hasn't taken off yet, but I think the Calgary Flames are a really good team. And uh, I think that'll be a really good test for the Red Wings as they played a really good game the other night against the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. So it'll be interesting to see what they do against the Calgary Flames. But like I said, th- th- those are the two games, New Jersey and LA that I really circled. are like, oh, wow, these are two really, really, really tough games. So as for the homestand itself, I think out of eight games, I think you need points in five or six of them And I think you need wins in four or five of them. Um, Otherwise, I think you're toast. Greg, I want to get your thoughts.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, Our big games are probably going to be uh, New Jersey and New York. Um, LA is going to be a big game. Uh, The Oilers, like you said, it's Connor McDavid and his band of misfits. Connor McDavid is the Edmonton Oilers, and that's that's probably why they haven't been doing so hot. Because one player doesn't win all the games for you, uh, everyone else also has to, you know, put in a little bit of effort. The, you know, the often packed little Caesars Arena is going to have to have some some fire under it uh, when the Wings come in, like Blashill said, to get people in their seats. They've got to win um, to make it a sporting game. If they're not winning, it is a uh, more of a social outing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna one up you. Out of eight, I think they need to get points in seven and win six i i see them losing probably to jersey and i see them losing probably to la but the rest of them are at least winnable the wild card games are going to be the new york game and the montreal game carry well no montreal's at home new york's at new york but there's two of montreal
1: back to back yeah the, the first
0: the first montreal game oh okay. is uh is yeah. is at home And it it all depends. Uh, Kerry Price today said he's feeling a little better. So we'll see what happens. Uh, If Antony Emi plays, that's a lock. That's a lock game.
1: No, I just have a little thought on Kerry Price. You know, they went and got Antony Emi, right? If Kerry Price was, you know, supposedly fine or had a minor injury, well, don't you think they wouldn't have picked up um, Antony Emi off the scrap heat? That something smells funny there to me a little bit. I don't know, but you think they're going
0: to trade Carey Price?
1: No, no, I don't (laughs) think that's the case at all. I think the Carey Price injury is a lot worse than than led on to believe, and I don't think he's going to be back for the foreseeable future. That's what I think.
0: Well, they revealed today, too, that his injury happened in practice. So, I mean, it's they normally don't practice that crazy hard. Yeah, but you can tweak
1: something in any practice, though.
0: Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's... I'm going to put that that Montreal game into the question mark category because I guess it all depends on who's playing at that
1: period in time. It's an important homestand. I agree. So we talk about the Montreal Canadiens, and you know they they have not been playing good hockey. So you talk about the the, the sinking and swimming part, and uh, you know a lot of people like to say that the Red Wings, you know, should tank and not try to win hockey games and and uh, try to get down into that lottery. But to me, there's there's no. There's no guarantee, Greg. I want to get your thoughts, and then I'll throw mine out there.
0: So I have the controversial stance: if we win, it's good. Uh, if we tank, we get picks. Um, so I will fully embrace a tank. Uh, they say 77.3 percent of teams are in the playoff, are that are in the playoffs by uh, American Thanksgiving, actually make the playoffs. That's a pretty good number. The Red Wings are like two points out of a wild card spot currently, um, but I'm I'm. For a tank, if you want to tank and you want to get Rasmus Dahlin or get the best chance at getting him, I mean, the draft is deep with defensemen this year. If you get in that top five, you're guaranteed generally a a blue-chip defenseman for this draft. So if we tank, and we get in the top five, we get a good lottery pick, we get number one. Rasmus Dahlin comes in. He's the number one defenseman in the league. You've got your next Nick Lidstrom, and you're feeling solid um if they win that's okay they're going to be a first round exit again if they get in it's they don't have the team to go deep but i'm i'm all for a tank what yeah, are but tanking they feelings, don't have tanking team to
1: go to be lucky in the playoffs and at least win a round i think they do well you not know, if you're playing I mean, tampa no not if you're playing tampa i mean unless kucherov gets hurt and Stamkos gets hurt and even then they still might lose
0: and their building collapses and they lose all their skates. That's the way you—the only way you're winning against Tampa.
1: Yeah. So I mean, the, the way I look at it is, uh, you know, you can look at it from both ways. But personally, I don't think the tank is the right thing to do this year. Personally, I mean, I know Rasmus Dahlin's out there, but you can still get him. I mean, look at Philadelphia last year, the Flyers were a better team than the Red Wings were last year. And the Flyers ended up with the first overall pick or the second overall pick. They were in the lottery right there. They got number two. Flyers got number two. Exactly. The Flyers got number two. The Devils got one. And they drafted Nico Hischier. Flyers got number two and drafted uh, Nolan Patrick. So you really never know. It is a little bit of a crapshoot. And that's why I kind of say, look, in the NHL, you never know what happens. Also, if it's a 15th pick or a 13th pick or a 12th pick, that could still end up being a guy like a Dylan Larkin, you know, in a defenseman uh, role. So, I mean, you, you really never know. The Flyers are the team that I kind of look at, you know, they got Samuel Morin and Shane Gostaspare and, and uh, Ivan Provorov and all those guys, none of those guys are top picks. I think except for Samuel Morin might've been a top five pick, but other than that, Provorov isn't and and despair certainly isn't. So, I mean, you can you can get decent defensemen without sucking totally. At, at the same time, I understand if you want to suck totally to get a guy like Rasmus Dahlin. One of my friends is a big Toronto Maple Leafs fan, and uh, he said, "I don't understand what the hell you guys are doing." And I told him, "I'm like, look, you know, they 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 can't go into a rebuild. They just bought a brand new arena. You know, they just built a brand new arena and everything." He's like, "Who cares?" He goes, you guys are an original six franchise. Your fans are not stupid enough. They'll understand. They'll actually be happier to the fact that, you know, you're 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 throwing the white flags up. You know that you're not going to be good this year. You're not going to try to make the playoffs. You're going to try to build young players. And you're probably going to have a top five pick. And that's the yeah. way he said that they, they should build it. And I, to a degree, I understand. But at the same time, I do like the fact of the winning culture and, and, and trying to win high games trying to get better, uh, you know, the Isermans, the Lidstroms, the Federoffs, the Shanahans, all those guys, you know, put a blueprint of what it's like. Not, not to be the most successful team in the NHL because, you know, unfortunately we just don't have the talent of that. But the winning culture is there. You know, the city yeah. – Seen the team be successful? They've seen the team win. They've seen the team lose too, but they've also seen the team, you know, bust their ass out there. And I think that's what Jeff Blashill wants the Red Wings to do. He wants the compete factor to be there, even if they don't have the most skill out there. Compete can beat skill most of the time. And so, while I agree with you, I disagree with you. But I would say I more disagree with you than agree with you, if that makes sense.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the the worst thing that could happen is we tank. We get the second pick. And then I mean they pick Andre Svechnikov because the kid's insane, but he's not a defenseman. So then we're stuck with garbage defensemen again. I, I wanna say it's a it's a win win because of how deep the first round of the draft is. So if we middle out and we get another fifteenth pick, it's I mean, it's not bad because like you said, Dylan Larkin came from came in at number fifteen. Too. And that was those neither of those were super deep drafts. Nope. But it's this this draft is deep with defensemen, so I think either way, we tank, we get first pick, uh, or we get second or third pick, and we trade up to number one to get Rasmus Dallin. or we middle out, we lose in the first round, we get the fifteenth pick, and we still get a decent defenseman. Yeah, but um, don't you like the
1: fact that you know your younger players are getting experience in the postseason? Who are you? You mean like, like Mantha and Larkin? Larkin like Larkin, our, Larkin our younger and players you.
0: are our younger players are freaking log jammed in Grand Rapids. We got Erickson, the pylon, and Cronwall taking up spaces for people <laughs> like Hickets and Chronic. Like, yeah, I don't definitely.
1: know what we're doing. De- well, definitely. I mean, I mean, part of the fact is that, like, I mean, what I'm trying to say is, like, don't you like the fact of, of giving a guy like Larkin or Mantha or Athanasiu a CU or or, or or, you know, those guys to get an opportunity to shine in the postseason?
0: Yeah, I love it. I love the one game they'd get to play. That'd be great. The one game that we would win, and then and, and we're out in five. So they, they'll learn really quick how to be beaten in the playoffs.
1: <laughs> well, you know, you gain experience, and you, you see what happens. I mean, like I said before, in the NHL, you really never know. I mean, if you play Tampa, you're probably going to lose. But you yeah. never know. See, with, you, you really don't with ever with know. Toronto.
0: I feel so if, I, we played Toronto, if we played Toronto
1: in the first round, we'd lose, too. See, I have my doubts about Toronto. Like, I know there's a on, team... But I don't love that decor. I know they have they have Morgan Riley, who's really good, and uh, you know they have Jake Gardner, who's really good. But I don't love that decor. Besides those two guys, so no, but I love Austin Matthews. So, oh well, yes, they, they will outscore us. That is a definite.
0: Yeah, I mean it's anyways. so the playoffs are are up in the air, and but I think the the really big reason that if the Wings made the playoffs that they would make it would be uh, the best player on the team, the young Anthony Mantha who is the Red Wings, and I'm going to say it because everyone else refuses to, the Red Wings' elite player is Anthony Mantha, or the soon-to-be elite player, Anthony Mantha. Tyler, what do you think about uh, Mr. Mantha's season so far?
1: Yeah, he's unbelievable. You know, he's uh, he's got, what, 16 points in 18 games and uh, eight goals. I mean, you know, he's on the pace for 30 or maybe even more goals. Uh, he's been really a bright spot you know obviously Larkin's been pretty good too and uh, Athanasiu in the few games he's played has been pretty good as well but I mean Anthony Mantha has done everything he's scored power play goals you know he's made really nice passes he's made highlight reel goals uh, yeah. he's gotten the dirty goals in front of the net he, he hasn't gotten into scrap yet he's hit a little bit I think he's gotten he's used his body a lot more this year almost like a jogger to like shield the puck so, the kid, the sky is the limit for the kid. The only thing that I talk about before and I have talked about in the past is I'd like to see him get a little bit more dirty, a little bit more Milan Lucic in him, where, you know, the puck gets dumped in and he's the first guy on the forecheck and he's laying the lumber on, on somebody, hitting somebody. And, uh, you know, that's just, it's, unfortunately, that's something I don't think that's ever going to come. I don't think he's that type of player. I mean, give him
0: enough, the, the dude's a wrecking ball. Give him enough speed, and he he'll lay into whoever. And he's not afraid to. I mean, we saw him. I, he broke his hand in a fight with Luke, the the Detroit Red Wing Luke Witkowski. Luke Witkowski. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. It's it, Mantha. He's huge. He gets the Holmstrom goals in front of the net. He gets the goal, the crazy uh wraparound goals. He the kid's got hands for days. Like you said, if he gets if he gets a little more aggressive, he'll kick abdicator off the team, and I'm all for that. Dump that garbage contract. The sky's the limit for this kid. And he can do whatever he wants to in this league. The first few games, he to me looked a little sluggish. Like he wasn't moving, like he wasn't trying to go after the puck. But they probably put some pressure on him. He's going after everything. He knows where to be and when to be there. And he knows where to throw the puck because he knows when his teammates are going to be there. And he's done it with whoever he's on a line with. Um, Samantha, I I see him getting really close to or at 30 goals this season. Definitely 30 goals next season. He's his first full season in the league. The kid's just astounding.
1: It's me. It seemed like the puck fall. seems to follow him around.
0: Yeah. It's the same thing with him and Larkin Uh, Larkin. People are like, oh, Larkin's not scoring goals this year. But if you look, he's the leader in assists and he's second on the team to Mantha
1: in points. He's a good player. I think he's going to be more of a, I don't think he's going to be the guy that we've seen in, in the first year. I think he's going to be more of a, uh, you know, a passer. I think he's going to be that, that playmaker, which is, a, which is totally fine. You know, the team building, there's an art to team building. It's not the easiest yeah. thing in the world. So,
0: no, it, team, it's hockey team building is like a chess game. You got to know where your people, where to put your people and when to put them there. So it's you put Larkin, who is an amazing setup guy, who has good hands. He hasn't been extremely lucky this year. He's gotten some good looks, but he's faced some really good goalies. But you put a setup guy like that with someone like Manta, Manta's going to finish that play every time. I agree. So those kids are interchangeable. Put them on any line. They instantly make the line that they're on better. And like I said, sky's the limit for Mantha. Mantha's just going to tear it up. And the analysts will say, well, Red Wings don't have anyone that can be an elite player. I think Mantha can be an elite player.
1: I think Mantha can be a very elite player. I think he can be, you know, the Red Wings first 40 goal scorer in a long time. And that's saying a lot because, you know, they've had some really good players that just have fallen shy of 40 goals. I think Marion Hossa was the last one. Was he the last 30-goal score? I think he might have even been the last 30-goal score. If you want to check that, you can. But I think Marion Hossa had like 30 – Five goals in 2009 i, I want to say but anyways i mean the sky is the limit with this kid and then you know i don't know about you greg but i find myself enjoying watching the red wings you know just to, to see what those three guys can do and yeah you know, unless I'm they're playing
0: vancouver, vancouver. <laughs> yeah
1: well except for when they went down, up to vancouver and, and you know beat the canucks in their barn but I find myself liking this team. They're kind of a likable team. You know, they, they kind of work hard for the most part. They don't have the greatest players in the world, but the young guys uh, are definitely fun to watch. And it's not just Larkin, Manta, you it's, it's Fur, too. Xavier Willette has been pretty good this year. You know, they, they have some really good young players. And Peter Morazic, a young goalie, is, is looking pretty good right now. So, I mean, I personally like the way that they're going right now, and Matha's a, a huge reason why.
0: Morazic has kind of pissed me off. He's really, really great one game, and then he bottoms out the next game. And then he's really, really great for two more games, and then he bottoms out. And it's he's not as inconsistent as he used to be, but he's still inconsistent. So it's We're something out. he needs to tighten up. How are, uh, Howie is amazing. Howie's going to be amazing. I don't know what happened. He had the one bad year and then he came back like freaking 2008, Jimmy Howard. So, How are we going to wow. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but he needs to keep that up. And he's the reason that we've won some of these games because he's freaking stands on his head. I agree. So yeah. it's going to be interesting. Like I said, this, big, this homestand coming up is going to be a big factor in whether or not – Uh, The Red Wings have the playoff potential. Like I said, the uh, 77.3% of teams in playoff position by Thanksgiving actually make the playoffs, and that's a high percentage, and the Wings are two points out of a wild card. We're going to have to see what happens.
1: They're there. I mean, you know, they're, they're getting close enough. I mean, to me, it's not about making the playoffs. It's not about the top pick. To me, it's more about was this a successful year? Did the young players that you have get any better? You know, did they take steps forward? Did the club as a whole take a step forward? Like, did some of the players that you didn't think were great last year, did they take a step forward? The Nielsen's, the Abdulkaters, Larkin's as well because, you know, I mean, he's a young guy still, but, you know, he had a bad year last year. So yeah. did, is it going to be a productive year? That's that, They're going to give us a hockey season, you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah that's that's where it comes down to for me i mean they they need to build this team but the way you build a team is experience as well as as uh team building as well
0: yep hopefully they get some good experience they uh kick some of the old experience out and bring in some new experience <laughs> so. cronwall erickson yep get your <laughs> get your plane tickets
1: we yeah, got yeah. we got that's fresh time. blood coming in it's time I think, uh, I think we're going to wrap this show up. Greg, do you have any final thoughts?
0: Yeah, I, uh, just uh, let's see the Wings do good or let's see the Wings do bad. I mean, for me, like I said, it goes either way. Uh, of course, you're always going to root for your team, but I can understand if they don't win. Give me the pick, don't give me the pick. Both ways, I'm a Red Wings fan, so they're my team no matter what. It's good to see the kids play the way they've been playing.
1: I agree. Shout oh, out your yeah. handle,
0: please. Oh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter uh, at bringing the Wing.
1: Uh, so my final thoughts, and definitely follow Greg on Twitter. He's a great follow. My final thoughts are uh, are basically, you know, that they need to play well on this home stand here that they have. I also think that Greg just talked about, you know, you're going to be a fan no matter what. I think that a fan means that you're going to buy tickets to a game, you're going to buy a jersey, you're going to wear your jersey, you're going to wear a sweatshirt, t-shirt, hat, whatever. If the team, knowing the team's going to lose, knowing the team sucks. And that's what a fan is. That's what a true fan is. And uh, people need to understand that. That's, that's what a fan is. A fan doesn't, you know, leave, you know, because the team stinks or, or, you know, go eat food or go to the bar because the team stinks. You watch your game. You're there to watch hockey. You're there to watch your team that you support, apparently. And uh, that's, that's my closing thoughts. Um, but go Wings, you know, hopefully they can they can do well on this homestand. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at Tyler underscore seal. You can also follow the winged octopus on Twitter at winged octopus. You can follow us on uh, Instagram as well. You can also like us on, um, on Facebook and then you can also check out our link, which is on our Twitter for the website as well. Um, One final thing guys, Uh, please subscribe to us um you know we're, we're looking to see you know who liked our stuff and if you could leave us a review that'd be great if you didn't like our stuff leave us a review tell us why and you know hopefully we can improve and and uh you know make your your experience better the next time around we're actually going to be doing a show on thursday tess will be joining us stay classy hockey town that's
0: a wrap on this episode of winged octopus Make sure to give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, as well as like us on Facebook. You can also find our podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. We thank you for tuning in and hope everyone had a great night. Stay classy, Hockey Town.